Hello and welcome to the First and Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another 2023 NFL Draft Prospect interview. I'm joined today by Pittsburgh State offensive lineman, Corey Woodruff. Corey, how are we doing today, man? Good one, man. How you doing? I am doing well, man. I'm really excited to have you on. You've got, you know, a unique story that I can't wait to dive into. And I want to start with, you know, you coming out of high school. You played high school ball in Iowa, correct? Yes, sir. So you are the first guy we've had on who's played high school ball in Iowa. So I always like to ask guys when I get a new state on, what's high school football like in the state of Iowa? You know, good football, good physical, fast football. You know, I, I like to think it's the best football player because, you know, we just want to run the ball. We just want to be physical, stuff like that. So physical, tough football. So coming out of high school, what was the recruiting process like for you? You know, we talked about you wound up at Pittsburgh State but that's not where you started your college career. So what was the recruiting process like for you coming out of high school? Mm. In high school, my sophomore and junior year, um, I was getting a lot of interest from a lot of D1s and a lot of D2, big D1, big big D2 schools. But, you know, as I was going into my senior year, I became – I wasn't as good of a student as I was an athlete. So I became – I was NCAA ineligible going into my senior year so all the NCAA schools that had previously offered me or wanted me to walk on or whatever the situation was had you know slowly gotten away from me so you know I chose I chose a different route and and it's worked out for me you know and for folks who don't understand there there's the NCAA eligibility but then NAIA has its own different you know rules and you ended up at an NAIA school called Briarcliff University um can you talk about what you know your time at Briarcliff was like obviously a lot of success being an All-American while you were there. What, what was your time like playing there at that NAIA level? Man, I, I think it was just – I think my journey just from the beginning was just a little bit unprecedented. So, you know, I was a I was a recruited guy in high school. I, I, I was forced to know, you know, because of my mistakes in high school, I was forced to go to the NAIA level. And, and you know, when I first walked in there, I just thought, you know, it's NAIA um, – it's just going to be a cakewalk, stuff like that. But then you get down and you start playing teams like, you know, Morningside and Northwestern and Grandview. And, and you really get to see, like, you know, the NAI ain't no joke. You know, there's players that's that's playing. So, you know, my journey in the NAI was great. Man, I love I loved playing football. Wherever I got a chance to play football, I was going to play football. So it was a great journey. You know, and a lot of people look at the NAIA kind of as the, you know, not as talented, but you brought up Morningside. You know, we had their quarterback, Joe Dolinchek, on, and dude just lit up the stat sheet. So can you talk about – Yeah, I mean, it was – he – those – I mean, I think he said 167 touchdowns. It's just unfair. So I want to ask you, man, you know, talent-wise at the NAIA level, if you could tell someone, you know, something about NAIA football, what would you want people to know? You know, there's always – on every NAIA team, there's always, you know, one or two dudes that can, you know, are there just for reasons that, you know, whether it's NCAA eligibility reasons or any reason they're there. There's always one or two players that, you know, can come up to any level and compete with the best of them. So, you know, as we alluded to, you know, you didn't end your career at Briarcliff. So what went into the decision – to go ahead and transfer from Briarcliff and ultimately try to move up to that D2 level? Man, it was just a situation where 
you know, like you said, my, my freshman year, I was all-conference. You know, sophomore year, all-conference. Junior year, I was all-conference and all-American. And it got to a point where it felt like, you know, like as individual, like I kind of co- accomplished everything I needed to accomplish at that level. And, you know, Briar Cliff wasn't known to be a, you know, it ain't the best program. We didn't win a lot of games. And that was really bearing on me, you know, going into a game, like not not really, you know, trying your best, working your hardest, but knowing like, you know, there was just teams that were just out talented and just, they were just, they were just better teams. So um, Brycliffe University fired then head coach that had recruited me. And, and, you know, that was really my last straw with the program. I, I decided to leave the program and look to play somewhere else. So take us through what that recruiting process was like. Obviously, you wound up at Pittsburgh State, and for folks who don't know, Pitt State is an amazing D two program. So did you lock onto them early, or was that a bit of a journey too? You know, it was it was a little bit of a journey once once I had posted on Twitter because for the NAI, there's not really no transfer portal in a sense. So once I had announced on Twitter that I was leaving the program and looking for other places to play, you know, it was just. I was, you know, college coaches here, coaches there, programs here, programs, you know, at the D1 and D2 level. So, man, that it, that process was just a blessing. And, and I landed on Pitt State because, you know, just if you know anything about Pitt State, it's just the tradition. Like when I when I came on my visit, you know, there was already a few familiar faces in the in the program, which, you know, helped, helped me a lot. So I think just the standards and and – the the standard of play here really you know helped me and it's something I needed to elevate my game and to and and then on top of that to come in the MIAA which is in my opinion the the best conference in Division two football you know I couldn't pass it up you know and you guys this year especially played a really darn good schedule you know you finished the year twelve and one obviously the one loss was in the playoffs but the one loss is to a team who's going to play for the national title in Ferris State. You lost to them by a field goal. You guys beat three other ranked opponents. Can you talk about what, you know, it's been like going from, you know, a program there at Briarcliff that, like you said, wasn't as accustomed to winning to now being at a place like Pitt State where the standard is to win and, you know, win consistently? Yeah, man, it was great. And it, it was great to be a part of the, the couple of teams that reestablished the standards, you know, they had a couple of years there, whatever, what the standard of, of play wasn't, wasn't being held up to. So these past couple of seasons with the new coaching staff and the new recruits that we're bringing in, we just really elevated and, and brought the standard back to us. You know, we didn't end where we wanted to, but the season was not a failure. We had the first outright MIAA championship in many years and, and, now I'm I'm proud to say that you know I was I was a captain on the team that that is bringing the standard back and and the standard is dominant so I look forward to them continue that long after I'm gone. You know we talked about you being an All American at Briarcliff, being All Conference at both you know Pitt State and Briarcliff, but that captain honor is something that a lot of people overlook. But you know for a lot of guys that's that's the biggest honor right there. So when you found out you were a captain, what can you talk about what the emotions were like and just Talk about what it meant to you to be voted as a captain. It was, I just thank God, you know, it was a blessing. At Briarcliff, I was a two-time captain my sophomore and and junior year. And and last year coming in as a, 
as a transfer student, you know, I just I just really try to keep my head down and I really just try to go to work. So um, last year I didn't get it, but coming in this year and and my 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 teammates took 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 a look at what I was doing and the standard that I was holding myself to and the standard I was holding everyone else to. So man, it was it was just a blessing. I I thank God. I I told my my teammates, you know, thank you, and and you won't be disappointed. You know, and as an interior offensive lineman, a lot of times, you know, it's more of a silent leadership. You lead by example and by, you know, how you work. So what is your leadership, you know, what what is your leadership traits like? Are you the vocal guy or are you more of the, you're going to see it in my work? You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the guy that, you know, I'm not really vocal. The only time I'm going to talk is if I need to talk and, you know, and I think my teammates really respect that. Like when when I speak, they they know it's coming from the heart, and they they know it's time to go. So I'm really just I just I just go to work. I set by example. I'm I'm the first one in. I'm the last last one out. You know, I just work. I work my tail off, and I pride myself on being the hardest worker in the room, and that's what I am. You know, we talked about that schedule that Pitt State plays. You've played a couple guys who are in the league right now, including a guy who's on my Patriots. You know. You know, can you talk about who is maybe the best guy you've gone up against and, you know, talk about how you feel like playing against some of that talent helps prepare you now as you make, you know, hopefully a career out of football? Well, the the best overall player I've probably gone against in the MIAA would probably have to be my teammate, P.J. Sarwinski. Um you know, man, when you, when you talk about a football player, he's a phenomenal football player. I've I've haven't seen many better. And then you got a guy like um, Roberts on the Patriots. You know, me and him, my junior year when I transferred over here. You know, I only got to play him once, and and then we had a we had a very we had a good battle. And then this year, you know, over at Northwest, they had Elijah Green and um and the interior D lineman number ninety four. Man, them outstanding players. So, and then once we got in the playoffs, we we played uh number twelve from Ferris State, man, and he he played dominant. He 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 played dominant against us. So, you know, it was a blessing going up against him and going to, going up against Ferris State and all these other guys that I've I've been blessed to play against. You know, and as we alluded to, you have officially declared for the NFL draft, and you know, I think one thing that makes you a unique prospect is the size. You can't miss it. It's the first thing that pops off the charts. I saw you're listed at six five three thirty. Is that is that is that a real listing? Is we're we're really six five three thirty here, man? Yeah, I'm I'm probably a little bigger than that. I'm probably right now. I'm probably during the season. I was probably six five three forty ish. So talk about because a lot of people don't understand you. You you played interior line at Pitt State, but you've also played tackle spots at Briarcliff. So talk about tackle at Pitt State too. So you played tackle at Pitt State as well. My first this season, the first uh, four or five games, I was at guard, and then our our um, you know the the coaching staff felt it was best for me to move out the tackle. So the the rest of the season, I was playing right tackle. Do you have a position that feels more natural, or do you feel like your versatility allows you to play any position on the line? My versatility allows me to play anywhere you know like you said at Byron Cliff I was an all-American left tackle and you know last year I was an all-conference guard and this year I was an all-conference left guard and right tackle so you know throughout college I've started and played at every position but center 
So I feel like no matter what they need me to do at the next level, I can get it done because, you know, we talked about how big I am, but, you know, what most people don't understand is how fast and how quick and how agile I am for being this big. So wherever they need me to play, I'll play it. You know, and that's one thing I don't think people understand, like you alluded to. The size is a huge help, but the size can also be a hindrance if you don't have the ability to move. You know, my Patriots have one of the biggest offensive linemen in football in Trent Brown. Trent, Trent Brown. Yeah, but what makes him so good is his ability to move and his bend. So can you talk about how you feel that you, you know, what separates you from some of these other O-line prospects in this year's draft class? You know, I think we go back to, you know, how big I am and for how big I am, how well I move. I move well laterally. I move people off the ball well. And another thing is just experience, you know, my football IQ. Like you said, I played three years at Barcliffe, two years here. So I have 50-plus career starts under my belt. So just experience, um, football IQ, you know, seeing seeing things, watching film, seeing seeing what the defense is going to do before they even do it. So my football IQ and, and you know, my size and, and play strength really helped me. You know, and I have to ask you because we ask everyone this, you know, I have words I would describe the way you play the game of football, but I want to ask you if you could describe the way you play the game of football in your own words, how would you describe the way you play this game? You know, dominant, fast, physical, you know. I would say if I could add on to that, I would say aggressive and you play with a purpose, you know. One thing that we see with O-linemen is there's always, always reps where I feel like an O-lineman maybe just, took a playoff or just, you know, didn't fire out as dominant as you know they could. But I watching your film, watching your games, you really, every time you fire off that ball, you fire off like it might be the last time you take a snap. So can you talk about where does that drive and that purposefulness, you know, the way you play the game with a purpose and a passion, where does that come from? You know, I, I think it just boils down to want to. You feel me? It's like, like man, I, I love – I love football. Like it's just it's what I've done my whole life. I I love it. You know, I I it don't matter if it's football. You know, I'm I'm watching film. I'm I practice. So whatever you see, when you see me go 100% during the game, that's what I'm doing 24/7 in my life. You know, our big motto at Pitt State this season was going one and zero. You know, and not just in football games, but in everything you do. You know, the classroom, the weight room. So, you know, I'm I'm just like Coach Larson, our, our O-line coach likes to call is you know, I'm just a dominant competitor competitor. I just I just want to win whatever I can win at, I just want to win. And and I want to be the best version of me possible. You know, and you talked about coming out of high school, you know, the grades weren't always there for you, but you really, you know, not only on the football field transformed yourself into the dominant person you are today, but really, you know, you transformed yourself in the classroom and it shows by the fact that a, you were eligible to transfer up to that, you know, Division two level. And then, B, talk about going to college for five years. You have to be dedicated in the classroom because as someone yeah. who went to college and wasn't dedicated, it gets tough <laughs> real fast. So I want to give you a chance to kind of tell people, you know, a lot of people look at, you know, guys who maybe don't have the grades right away and they, they boil it down to a lack of effort. And that's just not always the case. No. So can you talk about how you've transformed yourself off the field as well when it comes to the classroom, the study habits, and just, you know, how big of a transformation you've taken over those last five years of college football? You know, like you said, it just don't boil down to 
like wanted like just being lazy and not want to do stuff like before I wouldn't really ask for much help and I'll just try to handle everything on myself but you know there's there's a lot of classes where I just simply struggle with I just didn't have you know I just didn't have the capabilities to learn as quick and and stuff like that so you know just asking for help getting with tutors getting with classmates doing what I could do to get better in my classes and you know I'll know although I'm not you know a perfect student it's it's a lot better you know and I I think it speaks a lot to you as a person to you know especially as men sometimes we don't like to say we need help you know you know and I think one thing that's gonna you know separate a lot of draft prospects is that off the field character you know so if if you could tell us if one of these 32 NFL teams takes a shot on you and brings you in we know what they're getting as a football player but what are they getting from you as a person I think the same aspects I carry in football are the same aspects I, I carry in life, you know. I don't I don't do much. I'm I'm just a laid back, chill person. Like I I handle the things I gotta handle and other than that I'm really to myself. So any teams that are looking at me and looking at drafting, you know, you're just getting a, a, a very hard worker, you know, a worker that, you know, I don't I, I try to do things until I can't do them wrong. So you're getting a listener, you're getting a learner, you're getting a person that knows that he don't know it all and and a person that wants to grow in every aspect of his life. You know, and with the journey you've been on, you know, from NAIA to D2, it, it takes a support system to be able to, you know, go through that journey and remain positive and remain, you know, just as dominant as you have been. So can you talk about how big of a blessing your support system has been for you throughout this journey? Man, it's... Yeah, I think that's the biggest key, you know, because, you know, like you said, college is hard, but, you know, being a college athlete of my caliber on, on top of that is, is even harder. So, you know, my mom, my my aunt, my dad, um, my girlfriend, I got dogs, my, my puppies. So, you know, it's just been without them, I wouldn't be here. And I tell them that all the time. And, you know, they just try to shrug it off like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean it without them, I would not be here. And, and then you know, just leaning on God, you know, I lean on God a lot. I, I read my Bible a lot. I take notes on, on his word a lot. So, you know, whenever I feel like, you know, I'm having a tough time or, you know, I'll, I'll read the Bible and, and give my mom a call. You know, and I, I have to ask, cause you know, obviously on the field, you're dominant off the field. You're just a humble, good guy, but you know, there takes a lot to be an NFL offense alignment. It's a lot of film room. It's a lot of weight room. So people are going to see your size and they're going to go, holy cow, this is a monster. You know, this guy can move people. So talk about what's the preparation like for you off the field to be able to play the game as dominant as you are. You know, I think it really boils down to, to weight room and then the film aspect of things. Oh man, I, I love being in the weight room. I, I think my strength coaches and, and my regular coaches can vouch for that. You know, when, whenever in the weight room, I'm, I'm going 110%. I'm trying to get bigger, faster, and stronger. So I take them same habits to film. You know, I watch hours and hours of film trying to pick up on any little thing the D-line is showing me, whether that's, you know, when he twists, does he put his outside hand down, or um, does he like bull rushing? Does he like speed to pull? Um is he a little wider when he stunts inside? Just anything I can pick up like that. And then, you know, sitting down with Coach Larson, the online coach, and, you know, really being able to recognize blitzes and, and and you know, coverages. And you you might say, like, all offensive line, you don't really need to know coverages and stuff like that. But, 
you know, the, it helps a lot, you know, if you like if a safety stacked over a corner or something like that, the, the corner could be coming or if he's out, if he's out of the box a little bit, the Sam linebacker could be coming. So just, you know, getting in, getting in the film room and, and equipping myself with the knowledge I need to know what's coming. You know, and one thing you alluded to is lateral quickness and speed. You know, something for guys of your size is footwork. A lot of guys, you know, the footwork is what makes or breaks it for them. So can you talk about how your footwork separates you from other guys in this draft class? I, th- I think my foot, I think my footwork is probably one of my best qualities. You know, I'm, I get off the ball fast. I move, I move lateral fast. And, and I think that comes from me um, playing basketball my whole life. I was, you know, I was a big guy, but I played basketball my whole life. I played basketball on the AAU circuit. I was I was an all-state basketball player in high school. So it was just when you're that big and, and can play basketball to that level, I mean, that, that speaks value. So, you know, everybody, obviously, when we play football, we want to go to the NFL. That's the ultimate goal. Nobody plays just to, you know, not try to go as far as they can. So I have to ask you, when did it, you know, become a reality for you, like, Holy cow! I could actually do this. I could really go for the league. I feel like that was always something I had in the back of my mind, but it was really, you know, my my last year when I transferred out of Briarcliff. You know, I was I was playing dominant football. I was getting off the ball fast. I was, you know, first team. I was first team all conference, all American. Um, I won the, I won one of the offensive awards for our for our conference so you know it was it was just really when I decided to take the next step and then as I got to Pitt State it's just been all work you know last year it was it was a little bit different because you know I last last year's the year I moved to guard you know from from tackle so everything is just different from them to people people don't realize how different the, the position is whether that's number of sets hand placement um how big your steps need to be. Everything is just a little bit different. So once I dialed that in and then coming back to this year, you know, you just really seen improvement at the guard position. And then towards the end of the year, when I moved back out to tackle, you know, I felt like I was at home. So take us through a little bit of your training process right now, obviously preparing for combine and the all-star events. What What's the training regiment look like for you right now as you prepare for the draft? You know, I, our season hasn't ended that long ago. So um, right now we're just, um, right now we're just getting like little sessions in, you know, little weight sessions, little bike sessions, stuff like that. And then once we come back from Christmas break, the first part of January, we'll ramp it up and, you know, start working on specific drills and 40 prep and, uh, weight room drills, prep, stuff like that. Do you have any all-star bowl games that you're looking to attend? Any that you have on your radar or any combine or anything that you're looking at right now? No, as far as bowl games, I got invited to quite a few of them, but after talking with my trainers and stuff like that, they just don't really think it'll improve my draft stock that much. So they think the the biggest thing and the best thing for me is, um, you know, going to pro day and showing what I got, what showcasing what I'm gonna do at pro day. So I'd have full trust in them, you know, them are my guys. So I believe them. So I have to ask you, because, you know, you talked about how the position versatility helps you and you feel comfortable at all the positions. Obviously, teams are going to look at you at one or the other. Do you have a preference or are you just whatever a team needs to win you're willing to do? I, I think it's whatever a team needs me to do. You know, I've had games this year where 
I started the game at left guard and and the left tackle got hurt and I played left tackle and then the right tackle got hurt and I played right tackle. So that's all in one game. So I feel like the versatility of just the versatility, I can play anywhere and anything you need me to play. And I think that goes back to my, my prep because, you know, especially switching sides. So, you know, I was left and you got to know all the plays going left and what's what to do on certain plays. And then you go right and everything's flipped in your head, you know, stance sets, uh, dry foot, everything, catch foot. So, you know, just football IQ, knowing what I have to do on any given play, no matter where I'm at, and then just being dominant. So all of us, we all have a guy that we love. We all have an NFL athlete that we're like, yeah, I modeled my game after them. Who is that for you? You know, man, I, I don't know if I really model my game, but but there's obviously the, you know, a guy like, Trent Williams, who is, you know, that big and and can do can do what he does on a football field. You know, I wouldn't say I model my game after him, but you know, I'm I'm watching his film on I'm watching his film, cutting up his film, and I'm just like, you know, there's little tads and pieces that I can take from his game, whether, you know, it's backside the technique he uses on backside cutoff and stuff like that. So I just try to take little things and implement into my game. But, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like I have unique abilities for how big I am and, you know, how, how well I move. So, and then another one at the guard position would be Quentin Nelson. You know, he's just a mauler. He's a physical. So, you know, when I'm down in there and even at tackle, I pride myself on, on getting people off the ball and getting people on the ground. So, you know, just looking at him and, you know, how he drives off his first, uh, how his first step is in double team, stuff like that. Anything I can pick up to, help me get a, a, a little more dominant is, is what I'm looking for. You know, and I want to transition into, you know, on this show, we love to give advice to high school athletes. And, you know, I, I want to have you give a couple different pieces of advice. And I want to start with having you talk to a high school offensive lineman, you know, and this kid's decided that, you know, they want to try and play in college. So if you could talk to a high school O lineman that's made the decision that they want to play at the next level, what would you tell them that they need to focus on so that they can not only have their game, but also be prepared for college football at the next level? I just think transitioning, you just need to be as big and as fast and, you know, as in shape as possible. You know, once you get to college, most of the time they're changing all your techniques and techniques. They're, you know, it's a whole new scheme. So, they're going to teach you everything you need to know. But if you come in prepared and, and you come in, you know, strong, fast, physical, and do what you got to do, you just elevate your chances of playing right away. So that would be that. You know, and then I want to have you give advice to, you know, a high school athlete who maybe was in a similar position you were in where, you know, the offers they had initially weren't the offers they ended up with. You know, maybe they are getting down and they're a little, you know, upset about, you know, where their football career is at, at the present moment. What would you tell that kid, though, about, you know, staying the course and making the most of the opportunity they still have in front of them? Man, I, it all just boils down to working. You know, you got to work. And, and I truly believe the NFL will find you no matter where you're at. You know, my last year at Barcliff, I was getting the NFL looks at NAI and then I come to D2 and I'm still getting NFL looks. So, you know, that's, that's a, that's a couple levels of football and they're still finding me. They're still looking at me. So man, just, just work hard and, and, and the sky's the limit. You know, and I've got just two more questions for you. And I want to ask you, you know, a lot of people don't understand that as offensive linemen, O-line coaches, each one coaches the position differently. Each yeah. one has their own techniques and you have played, 
in a couple different systems now. So you've played under multiple O-line coaches. How do you feel that that helps you and benefits you as a prospect in this class? It benefits my, my first online coach. Um, he was more of a, he was more of a, you know, we're going to, before practice even starts, we're going to hit the sled and go in the shoots. And, you know, we're just going to be, we're just going to be dominant alignment. And that, that really helped my game, you know, firing out the ball, firing out. And then when I got here, you know, we, I've, I've never hit a bag or a shoot or nothing when I'm here. So he just, Coach, Coach Larson just teaches stuff different. And, you know, he just teaches different things like, you know, the drive catch and stuff like that. And, you know, when I got here, I, I, I kicked in my set, stuff like that. And he really – he was a blessing for me because, you know, he understood that I wasn't just a typical high school guy. So, like, when I got here, he couldn't just change every little thing I was doing. You know, he threw little Ted and – and pieces into my game and, you know, help me get better in every aspect of my game. But, you know, things like my drive foot and stuff like that, he really just let me be free and, and let me be who I am. You know, last question for you, you know, we've talked about what you bring on the field, what you bring off the field. So obviously the goal is, is that come April, one of these 32 NFL teams takes a shot on you and brings you in. So I want to end by asking you, why should one of these 32 NFL teams take a shot on Corey Woodruff? You know, uh, I just think the attributes and, and the characteristics I have, you know, just don't grow on trees. It's hard to find a, a player this big and, and can move the way I move. So uh, there's that aspect of things. And then, you know, I'm just going to work. You know, I, I know I'm not expecting coming in. I'm not expecting too much. I'm I'm just going to work. I'm going to learn. I'm going to listen. And, and I'm going to try to do – I'm going to try to replicate what I did at this level, at that level. So – it's going to take time. It's going to be a work in progress. But, you know, as long as I'm willing to work for it, you know, someone should take a chance on me. Corey, I've had an absolute blast having you on, man. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on today, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. God bless. Man, been a true pleasure. But, folks, that's all we got for you guys this time. That was Corey Woodruff, offensive lineman from Pittsburgh State, 2023 NFL draft prospect. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.